Yo, what is good? Welcome back to Health Hacks. This is episode number 142. Today, we are going to talk about going against your biology. And I mean this statement in multiple facets. There's multiple things and concepts I want to talk about within this concept. So the reason why I want to discuss going against your biology is because my roommate today asked me, I forgot exactly how the conversation came about, how it arose, but basically he asked me how come it is so much easier to build fat and it is really easy to lose muscle. Why doesn't our body genetically make losing fat easy and building muscle easy and instead why is it a reality that gaining fat is super easy and losing muscle is very easy why is that the case and that the reason why that is the case is because of biology ten thousands of years ago when we evolved food was scarce so if you were to leave two people on an island both of them are, say, 200 pounds. One of them is 200 pounds, mostly fat, and the other one is 200 pounds of pure lean muscle. And there was nothing to hunt. There was no food. They just had to survive. The person who, was, who had a higher fat percentage would survive more because fat is essentially stored energy. So, and the, the, the person that had mostly muscle, um, the the person's muscle, again, this is assuming that there's no food and you can't hunt anything and your muscles are not useful at all. That, that's the assumption in this scenario. The person who's all muscles, the muscles will have to eat themselves. And because the muscles are dense, they require a lot of nutrients. Your body does not want to build intense muscles unless it is show that there's plenty of food and there's plenty of food to um, come, right? And, but, yeah, I'm stumbling, but whatever, keep going, Daniel. Um, throughout evolution, most of the time, we didn't have an abundance of food. So we kind of hibernated much like birds do. So we had to store food, we had to store our fat because we didn't know when the next time we could hunt. And the more muscle that you have, the more food that you will need to keep, to like take care of the muscle. So our body biologically does not want you to put muscle. That's the last thing your body wants to do. Your body, your body wants to gain as much fat in case that you're going to need to hibernate. However, unfortunately, this has no practical application in today's world where food is abundance. And the last thing most of us needs to worry about is having too little food. Most of us, uh, there's more people today that die from overeating rather than undereating. More people die from, st- from obesity than people that die from starvation. So, we need to go against our biology in the sense that 
tens of thousands of years ago, building more muscle than necessary was not beneficial. Our bodies only built enough muscle. And okay, let me finish my thought first. Our bodies only build enough muscle so we can survive. And it stored as much fat as possible so we could hibernate and survive and have that stored energy in case we didn't, um, we, in case um, food was not abundant. And in most of the cases, it weren't abundant. So the people who genetically got fat easier survived, and the people that genetically did not put fast, fast did not survive. That's how um, evolution works. And just a quick note, survival of the fittest does not mean the person who's most fit. Uh, it, the survival of the fittest, the, the term fit, it's, not, it's like the right fit, the appropriate fit, the most adaptable. It is not the person who is in the, in the greatest shape. So the term fit is misleading. Survival of the fittest is equivalent to survival of the most adaptable, not survival of the person who is in the greatest physical shape. So that's an important distinction to note. When people say survival of the fittest, when biologists say survival of the fittest, they are not referring to the person who is in most physical shape, who is in the best physical shape. That may be the case, but sometimes being in physical shape might not help you. Sometimes it does, sometimes it doesn't. A case in which it doesn't is um, like you, um, like us humans were not the strongest or the fastest animals, but we are the smartest. So the a person who was, again, like tens of thousands of years ago, if a, a person was smart, was able to survive better than a person that was only strong. Now, today, it's very difficult to think about evolution because basically everybody survives, and that is definitely a good thing. Um, yeah, everybody succeeds in surviving mostly right and i'm sorry i'm really not having clear thoughts today anywho um yeah so our biology is not for building muscle and is for building fat but we need to go against our biology because food is abundant so you're not need, you're not going to need to hibernate you are always going to be in a place of plenty of food and a uh, reason why fasting, for example, is beneficial is because in the past, we used to have feast and then fast, feast and then fast, because we didn't really have three meals a day. That number is completely arbitrary, having breakfast, lunch, and dinner. What actually happened is we hunted a deer, for example, ate that, and we would not eat again until the next time somebody hunts food. So that's how it came. So that's why some things are beneficial. And in some things, in some cases, we do want to um, go back to our biology. So biologically, for example, we are designed to be moving creatures. We're also designed to be social creatures. So if a person is not social and doesn't move much, they will feel extremely irritable. They won't feel accomplished. They won't feel good about themselves. They'll feel isolated, they'll feel depressed, they'll be in a very bad state. 
because we were designed to be social, we're designed to be active. If you think about the happiest, the happiest moments of your life, it's probably was with another person, you being social, or you doing some physical activity, or in some cases, both. You doing an intimate physical activity with another person. That is to many people one of the best aspects of life. So in that sense, going back to our, like going back to our biology, going with our, bio, our biology, doing what our ancestors did is helpful. But in other cases, such as building muscle and losing fat and physically looking great and feeling amazing, that in a certain sense is against our biology because our body's number one goal is to survive. That's it. It is not to make you happy. It is not to... Our body, like our body biological goal is not for you to be satisfied. It is not for you to love yourself. It is simply for you to survive. That's it. And again, in survival terms, it was more beneficial for you to store energy, which is fat, to store fat rather than build a bunch of muscle. Also in the sense of biology and going from uh, in the, and going, uh, okay, also in biology and going in the, um, I don't know why I'm blanking, Dan, but, 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 but talking about survival and talking about happiness, who do you think is more likely to survive? Again, tens of, tens of thousands and hundreds of thousands of years ago when we evolved. Today, it is pretty difficult to bring this example into fruition and see how it is relevant. But, and many things that you don't, like, don't really make sense to you for body or for social interactions, for hierarchies, for many things. You can't really think about how life is in 2020 because we live in a civilization. It is all super different. I heard somebody uh, say that if something like in terms of um, social interaction, if it made ten thousand, if it made sense ten thousand years ago, then it made sense today. So, if you want to be more um, social, instead of thinking like what's um, the right topic, what should I say? What should I say so that a person would like me? It is difficult to think of the right thing of what to say in 2020 but if you were to think okay 10,000 years ago what would have to happen what were social interactions like and that will explain a lot before I continue about this example I want to um, finish the loop of what I was talking about before and that is who do you think is more likely to survive somebody who is super calm super chill just really content and able to relax, or somebody who is always alert, always in a panic mode, has extreme anxiety. And particularly, who do you think is more likely to survive in a case of danger? Well, if there's genuine danger, like saber-toothed tigers trying to kill you, the person who is called nonchalant will die. The person who is paranoid, the person who is always alert, always on their feet, is purely an instinct, they are the person that 
will survive. But emotionally, the person who is calm, who is chill, is happier than the person who is in panic and has anxiety. But that's not what matters to our biology. What matters is for survival. That is, again, why some people today have a really hard time just relaxing, being calm, and being happy, content with who they are, just sitting in a room, just meditating, just not doing anything, and being satisfied with the person that they are. Because it goes against our biology. While there are so many people with some sort of mental disease, and it doesn't have to be like Down syndrome, or it doesn't have to be PTSD, but many other different forms of mental diseases that you might say, well, why does it exist today? Well, tens of thousands of years ago, it helped for our survival. In today's world, it is absolutely useless and you need to try your best to get rid of them. But if you talk to most people, most people have at least one of the following. Anxiety, depression, they have um, OCD, ADHD, they have some sort of panic attack, anxiety attack, they have some sort of um, nervousness, they have some sort, and again, obviously this is to me, I'm just a human, but most people have one of these things. They have a certain type of, um, a certain, they have a certain type of like mental disease or mental struggle, um, seasonal depression, all those things. If, I'm not going to say everybody, but like most people have at least one of the things I mentioned because it is how we were able to survive. Again, people who are naturally chill, naturally nonchalant, people who you see today who are somebody you want to be like, tens of thousands of years ago, they would not have survived. So, oh, it had been way more difficult for them to survive. So, it is, that's the reason it is a pretty rare gene to have. And it's not just a gene, it's also a lifestyle you can choose. You can do certain actions to be more calm, to change yourself. So, you're not just a nervous wreck all the time. You can change your life. And that is a pretty cool thing about humans. Because if a cat is born with some deformities, or if even an ape, right, um, is born, huh? My bad. Anyways, um, but yeah, but if most other animals are, I know I'm being so distracted. Anyway, sorry. But if most other animals are born with some sort of deformity or they're born in a less fortunate position than others or doesn't really matter they can't really change themselves right you can't really go up in hierarchy if you're any other animal because most animals just live on instinct but us humans <coughs> have the opportunity to you know go from rich to poor doesn't happen often but that does exist i mean from poor to rich damn or you can go from somebody who's not fit to be fit. You can go from somebody who has extreme anxiety to be a person who's relatively calm and has strong emotional self-control. You can do that. Other animals just live on instinct. If 
an animal is born with some like mental or physical deformity, well, that is their life and they're the first ones to die and there's nothing they can do about it. But us humans, we walk together, we were able to, I definitely should talk about this in another podcast, but really going back to the basics of how it all began, because really think about it, millions of years ago, if assuming the human species existed, I'm not exactly sure if it did, but we're living very similarly to how other animals lived. But slowly through the generations, we have progressed to make each other better because we work together so we can build a civilization that is way safer. Now, danger, physical danger, is not a huge problem to many people, especially the people who are listening to the podcast, who are you know wealthy enough to um, afford the internet. Again, obviously there's some parts of the world that are extremely dangerous, but very few people are in danger of other animals or other species. Many problems that we face today are more mental. They are, again, don't take this statement the wrong way. Don't misinterpret this, but we have way less, quote-unquote, real problems. And by real problems, I mean tangible, like, dangerous problems, like getting killed by a saber-toothed tiger, like being trapped on an island and not having food for the next 60 days, like things that are unimaginable. Now our problems are, I don't make enough money. This person doesn't like me. I am not in a emotionally stable place. Those kind of problems. And those problems are extremely real. They're actually, by real, I mean, they're extremely, I, I said not real and then I said they are real. But those problems are extremely difficult to deal with and they exist, right? But it's mostly mental. And just because mental does not mean it's in fix, I'm not saying that. But it is just different than, you know, physical, tangible, quote-unquote, real problems that are dangerous. Anyways, um, I'm sort of all over the place. I feel like yesterday's podcast was incredible. Today was, eh, whatever. The day before that, don't think it was that good, but the day before that, like, was really good. So, the mood, my mood, my podcast, it goes up and down, but again, doesn't matter. As long as I keep pushing forward, as long as I keep going, that's all that matters in the end. I feel like I had another point I wanted to state before I am finishing off the podcast. I talked about how you're not really happy, but you can change it you can go against your biology and you can have um you can have a different approach to life <clears throat> you can have a different approach to life just because you're not happy with the way things are you have the ability to change it and like i fractured my wrist right for six months but i still lived a pretty amazing life like like, I still imagine to progress, I still imagine to enjoy life. But imagine if I was like an ant or a spider, unless, and I fractured one of my hands. Well, I'd be screwed. Like, I would die. That's it. Game over. There's no, nobody's going to, you know, put a cast over it. Nobody's going to take care of me. I would not know what to do. Our point I want to make is, you know, 
if you're feeling sad, just remember that you're a human being. And that is something that is blessed within itself. It's funny because when people say I'm not the most genetically gifted or when people say, oh, it's not fair that human being has it and I don't, well, be happy that you're human and you're not a rat or you're not a mouse or you're not... Those are the same things. No, I don't think mouse and rat are the same thing. Anyways, be happy you're not a gorilla. Be happy you're not a cat. You're not like a slug. You're a human. You're born a human. And you might think that you might think that, that is a silly example. We should not compare humans to humans. But comparing yourself to somebody who has more than you, like, oh, that guy has a Lamborghini. That's not fair. Why is that? Well, that is sort of like somebody who's a billionaire complaining that one Buffett, Bill Gates, or, <coughs> or Jeff Bezos has hundreds of millions of dollars or tens of billions of dollars, has tens of billions of dollars or even hundreds of billions of dollars, and they only have one billion. So they complain that they only have one billion. And to them, the difference between 1 billion and 100 billion is huge, right? But to you, it's like a billion is a billion, doesn't really matter. And that is sort of the same silly comparison to make. A billion is a billionaire. So if you're a billionaire, hey, you have a lot of money, that's it. A human is a human, hey, you're a human. You want the genetic lottery already, I don't care. If you were born with no legs, I don't care. If you were born with extreme short arms, I don't care what happened to you, you're a human. That is amazing within itself. We need to try to focus on the things that are going well and not the things that are not going well. And that is also a thing that is against our biology. We survived by always looking at what's wrong. What is the problem? What are we in danger in? What is not good enough? Because again, that helps us survive. The person who was just content and saying, oh, life is good, I'm just going to be happy, that person did not pass their genes on. They, were not so, they did not survive. Again, this is tens of thousands of years ago when we evolved. The person that did survive was the person that always looked for a problem, always see and was always tried to look and see what was in danger, always say and thought about what was wrong, what was not going well. They are the person that survived. Today, we need to go against our biology because we are not in physical danger. So doesn't matter how good your life is, you will have the instinct, the intuition to think about what is wrong, what is not perfect. Is there any danger? Should I be anxious? Should I be paranoid? What is not going well? Relax, chill, be happy, be content. Not even content, because you want to keep improving, because that will make you happier. But instead of thinking what's wrong, what you don't have, think about what you do have. That is against our biology, because when we evolved, we were in physical danger. That is not the case right now. So you need to go against your intuition. You need to go against how you might... You, you, how like how we were biologically designed. If a random stranger doesn't like you or caring about other people's opinion or getting rejected, the reason why that feels 
like real actual pain. The reason why that feels so bad to us is because when we evolved in our small tribe, if we got kicked out of the tribe, we would die. Game over. That's it. That is not the case today. Logically, you know this, but biologically, we were designed to be in a tribe to stick to a group. And if somebody, if the group kicks you out, then your bed actually thought you were going to die. That's not the case today. If you're in a group that you don't like, they don't have the same values as you. If you're not happy with the people that you are at, or somebody rejected you, or a stranger was mean to you, okay, not a big deal at all. You can move on. There is approximately 8 billion people. There is more than one person for everyone. This is because the people around you are not people you're particularly fond of or they're not fond of you. That's not a huge deal at all. There's so many people. You can fly pretty much anywhere. You can see so many more, more people. Going out of your tribe is not, or your community, your village, the people you interact with, is not a big deal right now. When we evolved, it was. Right now, it is not. Last thing I want to leave you with is this. Whenever you are not really understanding why you feel a certain way, think about how 100,000 years ago you would have dealt with this situation biologically and say, should I go with my biology or should I go against my biology? What can I do um, in line with my biology that will make me happy, but also what can I do against my biology that will make me happy? That's all. Peace.